0: All right, welcome back to the eight o'clock hour. Just before we welcome in Mark Spector and on the mark, let's uh, welcome in our co host for Thursdays, Ladislav Schmid from eight to ten. Morning,
1: Laddie. Good morning. Let's I welcome the more important person than Mark Spector. Well, right? we always yeah, kind of go with yeah. you first, right? Yeah, thank you. I you appreciate
0: know, it. Spec after that one time, you know, remember? <laughs> Poor guy got <laughs> pooped on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure he's just ready to rock and roll now. I uh, love it. Yeah. Okay. It's time now for On the Mark, powered by Booster Juice. Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize, or download the new Booster Juice Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy. Morning, Spec. You with Carius and Schmid. How are you this fine a.m. Oh, in Yeg
2: Doing great, boys. Doing great. Nice to be on with both of you, especially Laddie. Oh,
1: uh, <laughs> You're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's just a love-in, isn't yeah, it? It is. The love is in the air. Well, the spring is around the corner, you know. Well, you can feel it. It's going to be <laughs> you like... Can, you can feel it. But wait till it's going to hit minus 40 again at some point. The so, winter is not not, yeah. not done yet.
0: We were talking about it yesterday. They had the knob chair. We talked about it this morning. The knob chair is open for spec to go skiing at Marmot Basin.
1: And Where is that guy? Sorry, I'm it's lost. It's just in
0: Jasper. Like, oh, it is? Yeah, so, uh-huh. nice. but with the weather spec here again for the weekend, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah.
2: Yeah, let's hope. Uh, I was just talking to Brian Road yesterday, and he said it's open and there's snow, and it's, you know, he said, I think it's, he said, it, it's not as good as some years, but he said there's lots of good skiing to be had, so... Mm-hmm. That's uh, all I really need to hear. I, I don't need a lot of skiing, but I do need a little skiing next week, so we'll like to go up to Jasper for a couple of turns. Kev?
0: Yeah, so you're going to go right after kind of the break, I guess, on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever?
2: Uh, we'll figure it out. I like – when you get a chance to midweek ski, that's what I like to do because the yeah. the hill yes. is dead empty when you're up there. So mm. I only – you know, on a, mid, on a Tuesday, you only have to ski for four hours and you're done because you never wait in the lift line, mm-hmm. so – We'll see what happens. Get a little break from hockey, but uh, not quite yet. Couple games yet to come here, gentlemen.
0: You don't have that antique flask that you had when we went up on the chairlift that one time in Marmot.
2: No, no, those uh, the days of drinking and skiing and drinking more than you ski. I probably ski more than I drink now, oh, okay. gentlemen. I think we've graduated to that point in our lives.
0: <laughs> yes, I think we have. So the uh, the poor Chicago, <laughs> the poor Chicago Blackhawks spec. Played last night in Seattle, so what do they get in? About three o'clock, three thirty to the hotel.
2: Mm. Yeah, they pick up an. Uh, no, you don't pick up an hour. <laughs> no, you, you lose. lose. Yeah, <laughs> you lose an hour. So yes, three o'clock.
0: Yeah. Well, that'll be fun for them tonight.
2: <laughs> That's part of the deal, Lydie. You did lots of back to backs mm. and lost the yeah. hour. And listen, nobody travels. No one's travels worse than the Oilers. So, uh, sitting here, if I was in New York and teams come in with bad travel schedules you can feel sorry for them because new york and toronto and all those eastern towns have it easy mm. when you're edmonton you don't feel sorry for anybody no. cuz no one's got it as bad as you do
0: did you ever feel just gassed on a like this uh, like a back to back laddie or
1: oh obviously, obviously you know on, looks, on yeah. some on on some nights and you know it's very important to keep it very simple simplify your game and just just move the puck uh not easy that the Oilers are buzzing, obviously. Yeah. You know. Uh, I think every team who comes in the city knows it now. But, uh, but it's extra motivation for them. Mm-hmm. So we can be the team to, to stop the streak, right? So, yeah. uh, Speck, do you think Cal Pickard plays tonight? Yeah, I do think Cal Pickard plays
2: tonight. Um, it's, you know, it's probably his turn to get a game in at some point. Remember, if you don't play him before this week's out, then he's got to sit for another week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a game in Vegas. Skinner's playing it. Then you wait two full days, and then there's a back-to-back. He'll get one of those games probably. So, I think you have to play Calpigris tonight, just to, you know, out of respect for the player, to give mm-hmm. him some minutes so that he's not doesn't get completely ice cold. Isn't that fair?
0: And he's
1: been oh. okay. He's been good. Yeah, I I agree. Uh-huh. Like he he should get he should get one of those games for sure. Yeah. Like it's it's way too long.
3: mm Hmm.
0: So, Speck, what else is on your mind going into this one tonight? And then, you know, obviously everyone thinks, you know, tonight is, you know, almost a gimme, but you still have to play it. You know, Chicago plays the Oilers hard. They've been playing the Owners hard, but, you know, they, everyone keeps talking about this streak. It has to end sometime, but everyone kind of thinks it's going to go on for a few more games here anyway, or at least tonight.
2: Well, one of the weird things I think about this season is, you know, <laughs> we keep waiting for McDavid to bust it open and, and take over the Art Ross race like he does every year and he's not really like he's not you know he's got a stringing together a bunch of one-point nights and and playing great and the team is winning and playing the best hockey it's ever played so it this is a weird thing to say but i'll say it anyway is there a correlation between mcdavid getting less points and the oilers winning more games like, if he starts breaking out and getting huge point nights again, is that <laughs> – this is really stupid – is that somehow not good for the team? <laughs> like, what's going on here? What's the correlation between what's happening with McDavid and the team, boys?
1: Go ahead, buddy. Oh, man. <laughs> you might be onto something. That nah, maybe, maybe. Maybe the guys are like, oh, you know, like some, some other people have to step up. But, I, like, I, on, I honestly don't know. Like, I – he has been playing good. He has been getting mm-hmm. chances. You know, it's he's still producing. Leon is producing, not not at the same pace that they have been in the past, but this is so much better. I feel like this is scarier <laughs> for the for look, this. This is scarier for the teams around. Now they know that the Oilers can win as a team. They can win two one. They can win one nothing. They can win three one. I and. What's gonna when you like if you gotta go to the tight series in the playoffs? How are you gonna win? Usually those tight games. So, and that's what they've been doing. To uh, that's what they've been able to do, in my opinion. And it's for me. This is this this is this is more fun for me, honestly. And mm-hmm. and I have a higher hopes than the the years before because the way they have been able to to close out the games, to uh, to play as as a team. With the four lines, you know, three deep pairs, the goal is solid. You know, I don't want to get my host hopes <laughs> too high, but it it's been it's been fun to watch.
0: Is it a Steve Eiserman scenario? Spec, hundred and forty, hundred and fifty points, or ninety or a hundred points and a win, win, win.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, I you know, I, I took a lot of flack for talking about the Steve Eisman moment. I mm. I was. I still believe in it, and I think I was right. doesn't matter. You still get flack. But I, I want to say that, like, I don't – you know, McDavid's game is impeccable here at both ends of the ice. He is now the 200-foot player. He looks more like Crosby than he looks like McDavid of three years ago. I love the way he's playing, and obviously the results are there for the team. Uh, I just don't really get – like, I'm still trying to figure out how – you get to be a better team when mcdavid gets one point than you were when mcdavid was getting three and four points like Mm -hmm. there's a huge dynamic there that i don't really have a handle on laddie makes the point you know they say they say guys in the playoffs the best players tend to cancel each other out and games get decided by the rest of your guys Mm -hmm. and if that holds true the rest of the guys on this Oilers team have never been better and more able to carry a team through a playoff series for sure so that's good but i just i'm still I, i'm just trying to get my head around how you know how how connor producing less makes this team better it <laughs> looks like it does i just don't know how that works
0: I, I think there, there'll be some breakout games here where – yeah. you can't even say breakout because he's still producing. But there'll be some more three-, four-point games and everyone's going to go, mm. as Laddie said, and then that's even scarier. Yeah. But it, you can't lose sight of it because look at what's going – on. what happened in L.A. now. And you heard what Drew Doughty said. I Too many guys worried about points, worried about their cookies. Yeah. Now they're getting yeah. away from that structure and the discipline to play – Hard in all zones
1: like what what does what does uh make l a really good heavy yes. simple hockey they wear people down they they're really strong uh through the middle, especially like with all the sentiments, big sentiments they have like <laughs> it's a beginning of the end if people start worrying about the points mm-hmm. in my opinion, if you're like really point focused it you you start going into the places you shouldn't be you you start cheating the the other way to get the points and it's usually costing you so yeah it's good for drew dowdy that's you know called people out wow you know? yeah those yeah. were
2: strong quotes from drew dowdy t- uh, last night
1: well and todd uh, right too yeah i but it and needs todd. to be said and and who else should say it it's either drew dowdy or andre kopitar right mm-hmm. like those and or, yep. or your coach so and kopitar talked as well last night yeah so i you know they they, they know it uh you know, for, for me LA is still one of the contenders. Like the, the way they played earlier in the season, that's pretty scary too. And if they can get it back, you know, that's another team in the Western conf- in a loaded Western mm-hmm. conference that you, you gotta be worried about a little bit. Well go
0: back to that game, Spec. The Oilers played in LA just uh, before the new year. That first period. Yep. That first period the Oilers were never dominated like that by an opposition yeah. all year in the first period
2: they were they were down two nothing after the first period and and Edmonton would probably gotten their room fairly happy that it was only two nothing yes. but i also i think we learned a lot about the Oilers that night too cuz mm-hmm. they came out in the second and they took that game right back mm-hmm. and after 40 minutes it was 2-2 <laughs> you know so
3: and
1: that's what uh, the good teams can do right they say f this like we are better than that and they come back and they just storm and they take the game back and that's really good to see with what, what this, this just shows you how, how deep and how strong the team is mm-hmm. kind of within. Hey, Speck, what do you think about the fact in five-on-five
0: five play during this 14-game winning streak, Fogle and McLeod lead the team in five-on-five five scoring?
2: Yeah, and and I saw a Jack Michaels tweet the other, yesterday that said during this streak, uh, Leon and Connor are not even in the top 10 in NHL scoring mm-hmm. during this streak. So we're back to... To the conversation we were we started with, you know, I mean you're listen, I don't know if your team's better when Connor and Leon aren't scoring as much. That I still am trying to get my <laughs> head around it's that. It's valid. But I'm here to tell you you're a better team when McLeod and Fogle and those guys are up there carrying you and you know and, and winning games for you. You got we I've written a thousand times this team has to figure out how to win games that 29 and 97 don't win for them. I mean, that is an anthem, right? That's been an anthem in this city. Well, we're here. We found a time here where they're winning games that Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl aren't winning for them. They're contributing, but they're not wearing the cape every night. And th- this is a massive corner, right? Let's, you know, it's gone on for a while here. It's gone on now for 25 games. Uh, if they hang on to this and if they go into the playoffs as the team that has McDavid and has Dreisaitl but doesn't need him to win every single night, oh, boy, they now now you got a hockey team here, mm-hmm.
1: your boys. Um, you said one thing, right? Like you mentioned Sidney Crosby, the way he plays. Uh, yeah. Everybody's going to tell you, like most of the players in, in the league, like in the past 15, 16 years, who is the best all-around player? They're going to say Sidney Crosby. Yep. The way Sidney Crosby plays Now Connor McDavid Like like you said He plays f- 200 foot game It's a bit different It's harder more, You spend more energy you, you know Like if you're not focused Just solely on, on offense And I'm not saying that Connor was always like that But now he's He is more 200 200 feet, foot game He plays super hard In every single battle I feel like that makes the team better because now, we, now the guys, that even the deaf guys, they they look at you and they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god!" Like our best player does all these things, and I feel like the Pittsburgh Penguins were similar to that. Like they look at Sidney Crosby, this is the best player in the world at that time. Holy shit! I better get my my stuff together and I mm-hmm. better be at the same or you know as close of a level that that he is, or I look like a clown out yeah. there. And I feel like. That can be the same thing said about the Oilers. Now, now, the, now the, you know, second, third line guys, they're, my God, I got to step up my game. Look at Connor what he's doing. He's, he's battling for every single Physical, hit. like how Physical. many times he's three, four hits a game. Yeah, so like, but that, that being said, that takes a lot of energy out of the player too to play like that, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay, so what do, you, what do you have here then? You just described this, laddie. Now you got a proper, real team. Yes, yeah, so it's like, a team. There's yes. always been this separation in Edmonton, mm-hmm. and not just McDavid and Drysdale. I'm going back to Taylor Hall and Eberle, mm-hmm. the top young superstar guys who got all the love and all the ice time, right? Yeah, and all the attention and those guys were up at, at a higher level, and then the rest of the team was below them, and they were supposed to try to support, but it really wasn't about the team. It was about the big boys, and to an extent, it's not even the the whole the coaching staff, the organization, the city, the fans. We were all the media. We played into that. Oh, my God, McDavid and Drysaddle are great, and, and the rest of the guys are good, too. Now, those top players have come back to the team and they're they're part of this thing and they've helped the bottom guys rise up mm-hmm. there's a you know mcdavid used to say i'll cheat a little on offense because i'm gonna get four points so what if i give up two mm-hmm. yeah. now he's like no, no no i'm giving up zero yeah. i'm gonna get one or two myself and the whole team is there like there is no more separation of Star and worker on this team, for what I'm looking at here. They're all together. They're a group. This, boys, this is how a proper hockey team works. It's been a long time getting here.
0: All right, Spec. Thanks, big fella. We'll see you down at the rink tonight. Yep. All right, boys. Thanks, Speck. That's Mark Spector on the mark. Energized by Booster Juice. You can get the boost you need at Booster Juice. When we come back, we'll kind of go around the league. And some other topics of conversation with Frank Saravali in the daily face off and our headliner of the day for Mr. Reuter. That's
1: what's the matter, Lenny? We haven't mentioned that we got Corey Perry on the team, oh. you and me. <laughs> We've got lots of time. We got an yeah. hour and forty minutes yet. I saw him the other day at the Rogers. I said hi to him.
0: Yeah. Oh, laddie, I thought, oh, like, I'm, I'm like, like we, oh, we, we, are, we
1: are part of the reason you're here. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I'm uh, going to take some. We'll get
0: to that at the uh, 840 hour. Okay, while. sounds so, good. Uh, coming up after the break, Frank Cerevalli uh, with Kerry Ashmead on Sports 1440. Stay with us all right welcome back to the big program time now for our headliner of the day brought to you by I'm mr Rooter. they are sports fans like all of our listeners and our pump sports talk radio is back for all your plumbing needs go to mr as we welcome in frank Cervali from the daily face off good morning frank morning boys how you doing ah not good too morning. bad glad he's fired up to talk to you this morning Am I? He, well, he was wondering about your big game, at JPL, and
1: stuff like that. Oh yeah.
4: Oh yeah. It's uh, I've recovered thankfully.
1: No injuries. And, no injuries. Uh, Any goals? Any points?
4: Yeah. Hey, look, at least three every game. And my son was like, three goals a game, Dad. What ha-, like? What kind of league was this? <laughs> and I'm well, like, well, big there's, supporter. There's there's no goalie. And he's like, well, then like you should score at least three a game. And yes, I was like, thanks, thanks for the vote of confidence.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what, Frank? Maybe the next time you're in town, you can suit up with the the Duke's Tropicana Orange Men. They they won eleven nothing last night, and the Duke had no points.
1: Oof.
4: Zero. nothing, <laughs> and no points.
1: Yeah. Zero. I was, I was As, emulating so my best body in no, impersonation. Ex- ex- back exactly. There. He was shutting down the opposition. Oh, Zero yeah. goals. Oh, so, so you know so. somebody has to be back there. Up yeah. the glass, out, Nick? Duke.
4: Boy. Nick Alberga from Leafs Morning Take, he came out to JPL with us, and he did not score until our last game and I had one singular goal. And I was like, buddy, if you don't score out here, like it's time to sell your skates on Kijiji.
1: <laughs> Poor guy.
0: Uh, I don't even know where to start, Frank, around the world of hockey. I know how enthused you were with the uh, kind of release about the Utah expansion moments after Enthus, the hockey camp. The yeah. proper word is disgusted. Disgusted, yes, after the Hockey Canada uh, revelation. Hockey Canada is
1: just on fire lately. It's, uh, it's
4: really the NHL that's on fire lately. Yeah, I guess, they can't yeah. They can't get out of their own way.
0: Yeah, you weren't too enthused with it yesterday, Frank.
4: Enthused because well, so, so I was getting this response on social media, mm-hmm. and people would say to me, but since when is the NHL in charge of the Salt Lake Entertainment Group releasing press releases. And I said, hold on a second. Are you new here? Do you understand? Just ask Jim Ball Silly. Have you seen the movie Blackberry? (laughs) If you want to get in to the NHL's world, if you want a seat at the table, you follow every single rule Mm -hmm. that Gary Bettman tells you. You do whatever it is and you stay in line. And there is zero chance... I want to reiterate this. A 0% chance that a prospective owner would willy-nilly on his own randomly send out a press release asking the NHL to initiate a formal expansion process without the NHL's express permission to do so. So let's rewind this back. Okay. Does the NHL know that this is coming? Yes, they do because – Myself and many other reporters were asking them questions on Tuesday when Carter Hart took a leave of absence. Hey, is this connected to the 2018 World Junior investigation? And the NHL's response was, well, not our investigation. (laughs) Oh, okay, so any reporter worth his salt is thinking and then finds out that multiple players that were believed to be involved in this had told their teams we expect that something may be coming. They didn't say what something is, but you know the teams rounded up the flagpole. You know that the NHL was prepared for this bombshell report that came from the Globe and Mail. And lo and behold, 27 minutes after that comes out, hey, everyone that's, that loves hockey, would you like some red meat? We're going to throw it over here in Salt Lake City, Utah, for you to come over and chase like a bunch of jackals.
0: Hmm. Well, that's, I think you wrapped it up in a I nutshell just, I just there. sat back and enjoyed this. Well, Laddie, yeah. Laddie enjoyed that. Yes, yeah. I did too. Well, I so
4: here's what didn't. Here's what I didn't hear. Because I, I did, I did see a statement with glee about how excited the NHL is for Salt Lake City, but I didn't hear one word from the NHL on sexual assault. Mm-hmm.
1: Are Not they? One. Are, are they investigating it? And they? So the
4: NHL is waiting for the London Police Service to conclude their investigation and not just present charges. They may be waiting until after this is fully adjudicated in a court of law. Why? Before they take any action. But how hard would it have been to say yesterday, we have zero tolerance for sexual assault. Any player that is connected to this case is not just on an indefinite leave of absence. They are hereby suspended indefinitely and can reapply for admission to the NHL at a date that we believe is suitable. Why, why is it so hard to issue a tough statement on sexual assault? And instead it's like, hey, no, we're going to coordinate press releases with Salt Lake City to get everyone talking about something else. I get spin, and I get PR, and I get crisis management and all those other things. But I don't think that's how businesses that have a true moral compass act. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
4: It's- do you think the NBA with with Adam Silver, do you think they would have said nothing yesterday?
1: No, usually, like all, all the NFL, MLB, they, they usually are upfront about it, no? Like, it's all over the media, like people getting suspended or, you know. Yeah. They don't
4: run and hide. They make strong statements when necessary, and it feels like the NHL, no matter what it is, the Chicago Blackhawks sexual assault and how they denied that there was even any merits to the case before the investigation uncovered what was essentially a cover-up. Yes. Before, with pride, pick the... the, the hockey diversity Alliance pick the topic du jour and you can find the NHL on the wrong side of it every single time.
0: So why is that? Why can't they get out of their own way? As you say,
4: I, it it, it has to, when it's this consistent, it has to come down to the people running it. It's not a PR advisor. It's not a crisis management group. It's none of those things. It's, someone who as i see it puts franchise values and profit above making difficult decisions and statements yeah. would it and- be
1: would it be the owners you think or gary or like like who would it be or a person that's you know, higher to goes deal right with it right to
4: the commissioner's office. That's the commissioner, that's really right? Weird. Like the league has been run a certain way for a really long period of time. They've been incredibly successful. Franchise values, as we you know now, mm-hmm. we'll talk about Utah and wherever else, are the best they've ever been. You've got billionaires clamoring to be part of it, mm-hmm. but you fall way behind, and you have, and I I think it's bs that people say toxic hockey culture because i think that paints with way too broad of a brush i don't care what world you live in whether it's in academia whether it's in religion the church whoever it is there's bad actors and bad people everywhere Mm -hmm. it can't just be like oh well hockey you know they've got bad culture like that that's, that's crap. There's so many unbelievable people in this game.
0: So we know, Frank, uh, that where the London police is on this, ordering we these... We think we know. We, well, they, I mean, they've ordered the five players to surrender themselves, but not until early February will they hold any sort of media availability. Why is so that?
4: My understanding is that's because by then the period of time that they've given these players to report Mm -hmm. and, and surrender that time will have expired. And theoretically by then all of those players should have, you know, I I don't know what the proper Canadian term is Mm -hmm. Uh, in the U S we would say have been arraigned or have been presented with charges. By then something should happen to at least allow the, london police service to say hey yes you know we we are pursuing charges here are the details here are the five people that have presented themselves
0: so here's one for you frank and i don't know if you can answer this but uh having worked in tv and worked at global tv for 25 years i did kind of a deeper dive on some uh, reporting that was done on this uh, you know two years ago And I found a couple of articles and a couple of reporters that said that they had interviewed various agents, agencies, and criminal defense lawyers. And I found them to say that their clients were, uh, quote, not engaged in any wrongdoing. So, of course, we're not naming any names here. But what happens down the road with, with that? Or is there anything that can happen down the road with that?
4: I'm I'm really not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to that.
0: Yeah, that's kind of why I thought maybe you couldn't answer it, but this was all part of I guess I and this is Hockey Canada, right from day one day one trying to sweep this under the carpet.
4: Yeah, I mean look, when they made the, the multi-million dollar decision to settle the civil case that was part of this, that's really what began to get this uncovered is mm-hmm. First off, where did Hockey Canada get the funds hmm. to do this? And as it was eventually traced back through reporting, they had a slush fund where from every minor hockey player that registers, they would take a percentage of those registration fees and, and slide them over to this fund that was specifically designed to uh, cover Hockey Canada in case of sexual assault issues, violence, uh, you know, whatever might pop up liability-wise for them to handle. And I think, you know, Crazy. it's it's still really kind of early in the process here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Hockey Canada has been through a lot. They've totally had a house cleaning, you know, new board, new leadership. Um, they've lost a ton of sponsors, some permanently. But I think overall, in the grand scheme of this... Process. We're still relatively early. Like we still, we don't know all of the facts. Mm-hmm. We've seen some reporting, but we've yet to see them be tried in a public way.
0: Yeah, it's process is the key word here, Frank. We're going to switch switch gears and just get on your trade uh, update board and things like that. And I it was interesting to see Jacob Chikrin's uh, comments saying that he wanted to stay. He wants to stay in Ottawa. We had AJ Jacobic on earlier this morning, but. Wanting to stay in Ottawa and um, the team thinking that it's best for you to stay in Ottawa moving forward, I guess two different stories.
4: Yeah, I think, look, when you consider the spot that Chickering is in, he was excited to go to Ottawa. I think he's been – enjoyed that part of it. He's, he's got family there. His grandparents live there. His sister lives there. So when he was treated there, it was like – it was kind of a homecoming in a way. Um But there's also, I think, been a somewhat fair amount of frustration, and I'm not limiting this to Chikrin to everyone on that team with how much they've underperformed this year and how poorly they've played as a whole. Like The fact that the Sens and Blue Jackets are neck and neck at the bottom of the Eastern Conference with how much of a disaster the Blue Jackets are as not just a roster but a franchise in general Mm – is is frankly pretty scary and so it it also comes down to money like they've got eight million dollars committed to jake sanderson and thomas shabbat on their left side already for the next foreseeable future chikrin needs a new deal as soon as this summer are you committing to him long term and if not this point right now is the highest his value is going to be on this current deal, mm-hmm. knowing that teams can get two playoff runs out of him at sub five million instead of just one.
0: Uh, hey Frank, Laddie says he wants the invite to JPL next year. Like, wouldn't <laughs> he, he got be a spot as- for you as well, long
4: as you can drink a beer?
0: Well,
1: no, that's out of the. Question I'm in now. recovery.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but. I'm sure he could add
1: some depth to the blue line there. If you would ask me a year ago, yeah. if you were asking a year ago, I could, I, I could have drank a lot of beers. Put you in we, shame, uh, guys. But <laughs>
4: we, we don't need any defense, though. So I, don't, I already don't well, move well enough, so
1: uh, I, I've,
4: I've got that part covered.
1: Oh, I can play forward. Hmm. Okay, you're in. Power forward. Yeah. Well,
4: See, for- I, I said before, the only thing is, which jersey are you wearing? Oilers Nation or Flames Nation?
1: Oh, Oilers Nation. Is, come on. Come on, Frank. Yeah. Come on, Frank. You're insulting me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting in an in Edmonton studio. Edmonton. always. Edmonton, always.
0: Hey, Frank, thanks, uh, as always, every Tuesday and Thursday. Have a great weekend, big guy.
4: You too. See you guys.
0: That's Frank big- Cervalli, Daily Faceoff, and our headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Rooter. There's a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca. When we come back, Laddie wants to talk about I would say the percentage that he feels that he feels responsible for bringing Cory Perry to Edmonton. Yeah. It could be in the high 50s at least. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming up uh, on the Kevin Carey show with Ladislav Schmid right after the break. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Kevin Carey, Ladislav Schmid with you on a Thursday morning, Sports 1440. Got a text from Laddie on Sunday night, talking about the Oilers signing Corey Perry. It mm-hmm. happened on Monday, but Laddie was just thrilled about it. And we talked about it uh, well, two days before about the possibilities, where it would go, what could happen. And Laddie feels that he was quite responsible for Corey Perry making this decision. What? What's your? What? What do you think of that? When? When that gets brought up, Laddie?
1: Oh, I. I, I think when Corey Perry wakes up in a Thursday morning <laughs> he probably turns on the radio and listens <laughs> to us so I like to think, I like to think that I made up his mind and <laughs> take a little bit of credit but no I, I you know uh, I feel like it, it's a great addition mm-hmm. you know it's a low risk high reward uh, you know you don't have to pay him much but with his resume uh, you know in hockey and you know we we all know what happened yeah um, you know uh whatever happened happened he went to uh to help help himself whatever he did rehab uh work with the specialists yep. in the mental health uh field and you know now he feels he's uh, ready to go back he apologized for his actions you know all you can do and now uh you know he he uh he said he, he'll do better mm. and uh he's ready to go back to hockey and i like i said for I'm all for second chances, but you have to stick with your word and, you know, act like that. Um, but, like, hockey-wise, yeah. that's a no-brainer for me. So you saw him down at Rogers, what day was it? A couple, days, couple ago. days ago. I just said hi. It was yeah. just a short conversation, but uh, I told him. Like, <laughs> I, told him I, I feel some kind of responsible that you, you ended up here. <laughs> he kind of laughed. Oh yeah. Uh, you guys <laughs> must have had quite a few battles over the years. Yeah, man, it's uh, especially early. You know, that line, Gets love him and uh, Bobby Ryan. Okay, Jesus yeah. Jesus Christ, it was like a, it's like a workout. <laughs> but th- those guys, that's one of the best lines I faced in really? hockey. Yeah. They All were big? Big, strong, highly skilled. They protected the, the puck very well. You know, they could spend like the full minute yeah. in, in your zone. And yeah, they were really good. And, and out of those three, Corey... Corey likes to go to the net. He likes to get under your skin. He chirps. He what, can score goals. What are some like? I mean, you, I I everyone, don't remember like yeah. his his chirps, but you, you know, like I like if he would chirp me, mm-hmm. it would be like degrading me, right? right. Like, he, like you're a pigeon, basically, <laughs> compared to him. And you know, somewhat I felt like that too. <laughs> he was Corey Perry, like he, he scored fifty goals, and you know that the team was really good. The you know, he was, he was the reason, mm-hmm. one of the reasons they were really good.
0: Some guys have that gift to, of yapping to get under your skin. Yeah. And he, would he rank at the top of the list for you?
1: One, one of the guys. One of the guys. One of the guys. But, but he was one of the guys. And some guys just chirp, but they cannot follow up. But, they can't but, but, back with, it up. Back it up with like a hockey.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But he, he did both, you know. Like, like uh, Brad Marchand in, in Boston. Like he, he can do the same. You know, but there's some guys who just chirp and it's like, oh buddy, you're, you know, just <laughs> shut up and sit down. <laughs> it's an art, isn't it? I'm it sure is, it you had some art. good lines too, the to guys. Yeah, and it, it is an art, and like, it, it like for some people it comes natural. Some people it throws them off their games. They they focus just on tripping, and mm-hmm. you know they cannot follow up with the hockey. They're like, you know. They they can multi- they cannot multitask. Yes. Like my wife, she cannot multitask. <laughs> but but uh, like for him, like he plays, he chirps, plays, you know, natural. You know, a lot of the
0: chirps you can't repeat on a program like this because no. it's just the way it is. But I remember uh, Sean Avery had one to Chris Pronger that got out there and it was kind of, you know, because it was such a good one and it was able to be out in the public. And I don't know if you ever heard or remember this one. So you remember prongs had the space, the gap between his teeth, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. So Avery said to him one time on the ice prongs, what are you, what are you using for dental floss right now? 96s or 108s, which are the, like, like the skate laces for our listeners. that <laughs> might. So like, that, I mean, that would be something that's very that
1: That's very funny. That's yeah, pretty well, funny. Avery was one of the, one of the best ones. Too. He,
0: he probably was. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
0: and he, even Laddie likes it. You like that one too, dude?
3: Yeah, that's or, great. And so I wanted to ask Laddie this, like as a guy obviously actually in the battles, like when there's a chirp like that, like does that actually get under your skin? Because that's actually just genuinely funny. So yeah. like, even if it's directed towards you, does that actually get under your skin or the things that get under your skin more where it's actually like a terrible chirp and guys are like bad at it and they just say like the most generic, lame things. And it's like you get more <coughs> mad because you're like, that's a terrible chirp. I don't like you. Or the look of your face, and so like that actually aggravates you more, as opposed to like a genuinely funny chirp, like that that one Kevin just said.
1: Um, like honestly, it it depends who it comes from. Yeah. Like sometimes I would just laugh at those trips too, like because it was funny that they would like you know. But if it would be like guy, like guys from Vancouver, like Kessler or Burroughs, mm-hmm. I would it it could be the funniest and I wouldn't care. I would just try to break his back with a cross check or something. Yeah. But if it would be like guy like who just trips, but like I don't really have any beef with and it would be just funny, I would just laugh at it. You know, at the same time, I would wait for my opportunity and mm-hmm. give him the, give it to him back either verbally or usually physically, you know, but still, I would laugh at it. But if it would be guy that like I generally did not like, I, it could have been the funniest joke in the world I, that I would usually laugh at, but no, I would just give it to him right away. And there were, like, a lot of battles against Vancouver, Flames, you know. Mm-hmm. But,
0: uh, yeah. Text coming in, one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Sean says, and Laddie almost was a teammate of Perry's, if not for a trade. Yeah. Very, very
3: true.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were drafted by Anaheim, both of us. We spent a couple camps together, uh, they uh they play uh, the same team with me him and Getzloff, uh in Portland for a period of time they mm-hmm. were up and down right. well mostly they were up but up. then they they had a stint for like I think 10 15 games
0: Blake texts in uh, we got him tickets to the oil Kings game on Sunday thanks mm-hmm. again for the oil Kings game on Sunday I saw Mr. Schmidt ooh. Oh, Mr. I saw at, at the game and wanted to get his autograph but he was with his family and I didn't want to bug him
1: Oh, you never bug me, guys. Like yeah. you can, you can come. Uh, I, c- I can sign oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah.
0: He, and Blake says maybe your wife might have been kind of giving you the gears or something about. I don't know. Maybe after the game. I don't know. Ah. That's just normal, though. Well, it? It's,
1: it's an everyday <laughs> life, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, might have been. I don't know. She was probably frustrated with the baby. I, I don't know, yeah. but yeah, it's just like. Well, that was good. She's probably listening right now. She's, it was great. They
0: came in last week. And you, were you going around the mall last week, or what was going on? But, well, didn't they come oh, in? Yeah, yeah, they were in the yeah, we,
1: we went to, we went to uh, see the sea lions. Oh, yeah, and how was that? Were they out? And- yeah, yeah, the big one was out. The uh, little guy loves it. Yeah. He, he calls them... Um, uh, swimming Lala's Lala is uh, his, his word for dogs so he okay. thinks it's a swimming dogs <laughs> <laughs> uh, we gotta let him live in that uh, fairy tale well, for yeah. a little bit but. so you
0: were just outside on the rail there and then yeah, looking yeah, yeah. over yeah, oh, yeah yeah looking
1: over He that's his favorite uh, favorite thing to do at the mall
0: Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, every time I seem to walk by, I never see them. Duke. I mean, you guys are walking around the mall more than half the uh, elderly people walking
3: around. Yeah, there. that's true. Yeah, they're they're out sometimes when we take our stroll. down, depending on what time we go for coffee mm. after uh, after the show, we see them. I, I honestly, I'm in the same boat as uh, Laddie son. I love watching them. It just mesmerizes mm. me. Um, they're cool and, and, animals. And you know what's funny? Like this is a, maybe a question for any uh, scientists we got listening. Like, how closely related are seals and sea lions to dogs? Because they they basically like what <laughs> think about it, they look just like them, but they like they, they didn't make the um the evolution to like grow legs, right? Like coming out of the water. Like look at their hats. Like they, the, they're the they're basically water dogs. Yeah. What? So he's. Your son's on to it. Like for he, sure, he might be a genius child. <laughs> yeah. He can see things. I'm gonna take. Of course, get, I'm gonna take I get it all the credit. From your son,
0: that's two and a half. I don't get it from Dude. the Duke. Here. I'm,
3: I'm looking into this. I'm checking out the, do. the genealogical lines of both animals, both species, and I'm seeing intrigued. how far back they overlap.
0: Duke might have taken too many
4: shots <laughs> probably, to the noggin last prob- night at they hockey. They probably
3: the probably only thing they have in common is that they're mammals. Like that's his. <laughs> that's the only thing. But they do look alike. Like, can you yeah. deny that? Well, well, what the, kind of the, dog? Just generic dog. Like, like they like got the, the whiskers in the their head. Yeah, and the whiskers, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're behaviors I and stuff. I agree on that.
1: Like the look-wise, like just the hat. That's why he calls it swimming dog. Adam says, I
0: think it's bears that they are related to. Bears? <laughs> that was the bears. So Dogs or sea lions? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, Jordan says, yeah, when a dog mates with a dolphin. I don't know. This is going way off course here. Like. Okay,
3: let's
1: get back to <laughs> let's get back
0: to business. <laughs> let's get, uh, what do you make of this Oilers' little run? Every time you come in, it's been well. Ever since you got back from your Czech holiday,
1: we just keep saying it's just they haven't lost since you got back. Just knock on something like you're jinxing this. Yeah. Um, obviously, incredible. We we mentioned it several times the way that they have been playing the 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 way. Even when they're not playing their best hockey, they're able to win the games, mm-hmm. and they're keeping it close, playing the playing almost the same way. Like you don't have to be excellent every single game, every single game, right? Every single night. It's you know yeah. that that would be a perfect team which doesn't exist. But they are able to just keep it close, play kind of shift after shift the same way. They, I, they don't give up. They don't give up much in my opinion like some crazy chances like crazy breakdowns that you know mm-hmm. we we saw earlier in the season uh,
0: what did you make of the last game against Columbus the first two periods just a one off I mean there were 23
1: giveaways in the first 40 minutes yeah again it's tough to say again like I, I mentioned it before some games it's harder to motivate yourself for right it's it is what it is that's just the human nature I don't think they they were, mm. you know, over motivated for that game. It's uh Tuesday Tuesday night, Columbus. But again, they found a way to win and good teams do that. You know, like I said, you don't have to be excellent every single night. But that being said, you know, hopefully hopefully it's gonna be a bit better today. And again, like Chicago playing in Seattle. But these teams were coming in now. Every team, I bet, they're, they're saying in the locker room, hey, let's end this mother effort streak. For <laughs> sure. They're like, because there's a lot of buzz around the NHL about the Oilers now, the hottest team, mm-hmm. you know, like they're back in a, being contenders and like, you know, like it's probably gets annoying for certain teams, you know, so... I, I bet uh, the, the teams have extra motivation and they play, you know, bit bit, bit better hockey than they, they would usually play.
0: The other teams, and we had a texter yesterday. Even in the last, you know, I would say four or five games, everyone, you win six, seven and in a row. You know, I think most players know they're hot. Everyone in the league knows the orders have won fourteen in a row right now.
1: Oh, well, it's everywhere. Every team wants to be the team that breaks the streak. Yeah, I know. Well, hundred yeah. percent. Well, it's it's everywhere. They said the record for Canadian team winning streak. It's a record for Canadian team, team, yeah. yeah.
0: There's but only only 7 teams in the NHL history. Yeah. Of the NHL have won 14 games in a row. It's, How about th- and That's I, pretty impressive. It's a very impressive. I don't know if you heard this one too. Uh the Sam Gagne was on Columbus team in 2016-2017 yeah. when they won the 16 in a row. So Sa- Sam is the oh. only player in NHL history to be on Two teams. My man. 16 and 14. Your man, Sam. My man, Sam.
1: And he got. So he's a
0: good luck charm. Well, exactly. Yeah. I love it. You're going to have to stay in the lineup. Maybe Corey Perry doesn't get in. (laughs)
1: Let's not take Gags out, please. Let's hope, hopefully, hopefully (laughs) the coaching staff staff is the same. Not just Corey Perry.
0: Well, Corey Perry's probably going to play. He's not playing tonight. Yeah.
1: Probably will play on Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah. Get him one, one, uh, and before the break. Yeah. I don't know how it would work, but I mean,
0: out of all the guys that need a break right now, Corey Perry's not one of them, like the no. all-star break. Yeah. So I'm sure, you know, maybe he had plans. I don't know how it would work with players, but he'd be a guy that would really need to kind of stay in top shape and condition. For, for, and, for sure. But for, hey,
1: nothing nothing will prepare you for a game like the game yeah. itself, right? Like you can, you can work your butt off on and off the ice being in a game shape is different than a practice shape Mm -hmm. and you can backscale yourself like all you want but it's just a different tempo different feel when you're in the game
0: well we only have about 20 texts coming in about sea lions and dogs so we're going to get to those after the break (laughs) i don't know is it (laughs) kevin what's going on well i guess you guys are right i don't know Oh. I can't see it happening, but we're gonna. i got to do a deeper dive coming up here in the uh, commercial break. Before that, time now for a Sports 1440 update, brought to you by Tommy Guns, our unique <laughs> lounges and casual setting. Makes it easy for anyone to rock a new look, and don't forget about the best hot towel shave experience in Canada, hands down. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Here is the Duke.